Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. You guys, welcome to whatever episode this is of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McKeady, and... I am so, I'm sure you can hear it. You can hear my smile. I know that you can. I am so excited for today's episode. First of all, I have family here today. I can let my hair down. <laughs> I feel very comfortable. My friend, Michael Kadosh is here. Michael, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me back. I'm honored, darling. Are so you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding? I'm so, first of all, we haven't recorded in a while. I know, a really time. long time. It's been a long time. The last time we recorded was for your podcast. Yeah, um, so did... it was for, it, we did, so we did Madonna's music and that was last September. Um, and then, yeah, it's been what, like seven months? My goodness. It's been a fucking while. So this is definitely much needed. First and foremost, before we even get into it, I just want to congratulate you right now that you're fucking killing it. Oh, well, thank you, friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> you are. You're killing it in life and like having sit down conversations with Ashanti. Like I can't deal with it. It's like crazy because to be honest, obviously everyone who listens to your podcast, who's met me through there, whatever, who's mm-hmm. listened to my podcast knows that this kind of stuff is my life. Right. But right. to be honest, like in the real world, like in the non-podcast world, like it's a friggin' hustle. Like you really yeah. have to work. If this is like, the type of things that you are passionate about, which I know you are and I am, there really wasn't an option of what I'm going to do with my life. Like I have to work in entertainment, entertainment news. So I kind of just like didn't give up. And I was working like dead end jobs for years, doing my podcast, making no money off of it, just trying to kind of enrich my skills. And yeah, and I got now I've it's been a couple months now and I'm working I live in Canada, you guys so I'm in Toronto, and I work at eTalk which is um, for those of you who aren't in Canada, think of eTalk as like access Hollywood it's the Canadian version. So um, yeah that's where I work now and so it's cool and I'm I finally feel like I'm getting my career started professionally, even though this is really what we've both been kind of doing for years anyway, but, (laughs) (laughs) but exact, but I'm, I'm like blessed and honored because you know what, like for a while, you know, the pandemic kind of hit right when I finished school. So it really was like a couple years of like, no one's going to hire me. What am I going to do? But you kind of just don't give up and you keep working when it's something that you actually love and care about. And thank you. I appreciate all that to say, 
I appreciate the congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like so fun watching all of this stuff happen. Like I literally am like, when you post a story, I'm like, who the fuck is he going to be interviewing or talking or connecting to? Who is he going to be one degree separated from today? Like it's really exciting. So um, and also tell people where, before we even, cause we're going to talk for like a while, I assume. So tell yeah, people well, first where they can find your podcast and what your podcast is called. Yeah. Well, my podcast is called planet 2000s. And I mean, similar to you in the sense where I just, I'm completely in love and enamored with these Y2K Queens and, and some Kings, you know, we love them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do album reviews, uh, my versions of album reviews. We kind of go over the whole era. Sometimes I'll have guests. Sometimes it's just me. Um, and yeah, it's everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, whatever the hell you listen to. And <laughs> it's on uh, uh, Instagram as well. You can catch me at Planet 2000s. Um, and yeah, if you love all the girls and some of the guys <laughs> you'll enjoy it <laughs> and a sprinkling of a t- of testosterone then you will absolutely a sprinkling because there's some but there's just not right. enough to carry a whole show like let's be honest well we are doing something that i would consider very very fucking special today mm-hmm. and we are talking about a britney spears special that i think lives in a really weird place because it doesn't get talked about a lot but I know that you'll get this as somebody who consumes a lot of media and works in media clips and videos and like moments from this special like live in in, like people use clips from this special all the time to signify like a a happier peak moment in Britney's life a hundred and fifty percent um for you know those of you guys who are Britney fans who are, I guess we'll call them the Gen Z Britney fans. They're kind of <laughs> they're kind of completely clueless to this special because this special came out in 2000. So this is one for the OG Britney fans. And it's the OG Britney fans and the love that you know we have for it that kind mm-hmm. of brought it to what you just said, like the clips that live on for generations you know we're the ones who remember how iconic it was and we're like okay well Mm -hmm. it's not you know it's a different world you know it's funny so so all this to say it was like britney live in hawaii right britney Mm -hmm. live in hawaii and at the time it aired on fox like that's how before it came out on video before it came out anywhere it aired on fox and for those of you guys who are too young to know what cable tv is fox is a network on television (laughs) before streaming existed nowadays you have olivia rodrigo on disney plus just kind of putting out her shit and that's how it is um that's not how it was so back then it aired on tv and everything was a much bigger event so this was a big event that was promoted and she was on the cover of magazines promoting it and this was just coming out around the time the oops i did it again single was coming out so all this to say for us this was a big moment and then it lived on later for years on vhs so a lot of us older fans watched this vhs over and over and over and we literally know it to the very t to her facial expressions to the way her lips move at the 37 minute 26 second mark it's kind of like that um so it's legendary and it doesn't get talked about enough and i can't fucking wait to get into it (laughs) (laughs) so i wrote down the description um of what it says on the box cover and it says britney spears live and more gives you the many faces of britney as a live performer a fun loving all-american teenage girl and a powerful superstar live from waikiki beach 
God, and, I have chills. <laughs> and it's a big deal. I mean, like you said, this is, you know, this was filmed in the year 2000. I think it came out like early 2001. And she's arguably like the most prominent figure in pop music at this moment. She just released this crazy follow-up album to a debut album that changed the entire music industry. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's like in Guinness for how many records she sold at this point of oops. Um, so she's on top of the world. And not only that, but I'm pretty sure this is her first time performing in Hawaii. So, and it's a free concert. So everybody that lives in Waikiki is like, basically everybody is at this concert. Yeah. And so for those of you guys who don't know, so the Britney Spears Live and More, which is what we're going to be talking about today, is the, I guess, the home video release of this concert that came out. This, I will never forget when I got this. Like, I'll never forget when yeah, I was- tell me. It was my sixth birthday, May 2nd, 2001. And I guess one of the gifts that I was getting from one of, I think it was one of my cousins and they got me two VHS tapes and one was, and they were both Britney Spears because everyone just knew it was, it's Britney forever. Like I'm talking since the womb, darling. And (laughs) I got Britney Spears star baby scrapbook. It was an unauthorized VHS. And it was like a picture of 1998 Britney with like bubbles in the background. They literally sold this at the stores, you guys. And, And the other one was Britney Spears live and more. And what Live and More was, was so clips of this concert, which was from March 2000. It was from the crazy 2K tour, but then interpolated with um, segments from her on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and iconic moments from the Oops, I Did It Again era. And it kind of came out, like you said, early 2001. So around the time of Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know promo. Um, oh, when she was filming Crossroads and they're like, OK, now we're going to put out some things to keep her name going. And what a magical time just in her career, because I kind of think that the Britney Spears live and more tape is kind of like the end point of the Oops, I Did It Again era, actually, like the release of it. I would say so, too. It really yeah. signifies like a, it's a bookmark for yeah. this whole sort of period of her life, this major, major period where Huge. she had proven that she was like a a not basically not like a one hit wonder or like a one album wonder and that well, 2000 is the year she turned to a superstar right like that's yeah, the year where it sure. turned from being a big star to being oh wait she's not going anywhere so right you know this right. this whole entire release um I, I was gonna say tape but they're not even gonna know what the hell we're talking about when we say tape um, <laughs> no, god <laughs> jesus this release um it, you like it perfectly signifies the importance of her in this era for sure yeah, so I remember getting the, I remember getting this for whatever, it was like a, either a birthday or Christmas or whatever. My mom always just knew, like you said, it was like, she would just buy me a bunch of Britney shit. Like, and I think she loved not having to really think about it too deeply. It was like, I'll just get him the calendar and the, the fucking backpack and the, all the, the tapes and all the things. And he'll just, I don't even know what it is, but I'll get it for him. And you know what I mean? I don't have to like think about anything else. Um, and I remember getting this tape and I'll never forget, I mean, obviously I wore it the fuck out. I would listen to this or watch it every day, like mm-hmm. perform the whole thing from beginning to end, you know, sweating up a fucking storm. And I remember learning how to rig <laughs> my <laughs> boom box. I was in like early middle school, like very, very early middle school. So it was like boom box era for me. And I remember like, having a big ass stereo boombox in my bedroom from like Kmart or whatever and connecting it to my TV in some weird way to make it like blare 
So I was like okay. pretending that the concert was happening like in my bedroom, you know? <laughs> Trust. Listen, if I told you all the stories of me with the Britney Spears concerts, like, oh, honey, I used, to, I used to try to design my wardrobe <laughs> in, the, in the closest way that I could to her. And I would have the concert playing in the basement so that I could run upstairs and do my costume change and run back down. You know what I mean? Like, you're quick gay. Growing quick up change. gay. It's a quick five minutes, quick change. Yeah, exactly. Uh. So we, I, we, we really do all have the same memories with these. T- it's so, so magical, to be honest. You don't really have that connection with the, I the new girls. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. It's different with Stan Twitter and all that. It's not the same. I also think it's important to point out that, so this tape, of course, you know, it's the year 2000, so this tape has to be uh, internet-themed, worldwide web-themed. I come. Um, so the whole I sort of theme it. of this is that, like, it's, it's supposed to look like you're on your desktop computer, and you're on, like, a Britney website, and, like, clicking links, and each link sends you to a portal that, like, has, opens up something, you know, exclusive about Britney, so, and I just remember thinking that it, like, looked so cool, like, the little mouse movie, it it is, and the magical sound it makes, like, I don't care, it's iconic, (laughs) (laughs) the little mouse, it's, like, Wing click, perfect, and the coloring too. The coloring is perfect. And fun fact on the Fox version of this, like the one that aired on Fox, it's not like like the buttons aren't blue, they're like a fiery orange. It's kind of different, yeah, yeah. So it's festive. (laughs) (laughs) And I love so at the very beginning, when it opens up, we see Britney walking through the giant crowd of people, all of Waikiki. And you hear this fake news reporter come on, which I love. I'll oh never forget this. Oh and my she's god! Like this is officially the biggest concert ever in Waikiki history. <laughs> oh so good, so good. With final eight news, and, and like right. I really remember like the facial expressions of like the kids. Like it's so fun, and she's walking through with that friggin'. I, I want to say it's sparkly white. Is that the color? Or am I colorblind? You know, there, we're gonna have a wardrobe conversation. Okay. We'll get there, trust me. Cause there's okay. I have so many things to say about the fucking yeah. wardrobe. Oh my God. All this to say she's looking great with the oh. oops, I did it again, short hair from the early days of the era. And walking through kind of like a beetle. Yeah, beetle it's, be- it's Beetlemania. It's Beetlemania for sure. It is like- Beetlemania for sure. And just getting ready to slay the lives of every five-year-old in Waikiki Beach. <laughs> right. So she, so it opens with what I would say is one of the most famous now performances of Crazy. I'm not sure why, but I just feel like th- these performances, especially Crazy and Baby, just get, like, I see them on the internet constantly. Well, I mean, I feel like that Baby One More Time intro is so legendary. And remember the Baby, and so the that intro comes from the Baby One More Time tour and they kind of merged it into the Crazy 2K tour. But the Baby right. One More Time tour was never televised. Like there were, there's filmings of it and you can watch it. But I mean, at the time, like it wasn't like it aired on TV. So you couldn't buy it on DVD. It wasn't a thing that you people saw. So uh, that intro is kind of like, when they think of that intro, people would relate it to this special because mm-hmm. that's where everyone saw it growing up. 
And so I think that's why we see it so often. I don't think there's anything particularly great about the performance. Like it's obviously fantastic, but right. it's not like it's like where she had like a snake. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing particular that made it exactly. stand out. It's just so good that it just stood out. <laughs> right. You know I mean? Yeah, there's no there's no big gimmicky kind of crazy yeah. moment uh, yeah. or anything. It's just a simple, you know, performance of this song, but she's killing it, obviously. Um yeah. And again, it's it's always used the, that clip of her opening with her standing and her back facing the audience. Like that clip is used so often in conservatorship. Um, I don't know media. Like, well, uh, that one stuff? and the one at the end too. Funny enough, there's the both of them. There's the one in the white yeah. outfit and then the one in the purple outfit. It's kind of funny how literally they just needed to find more moments from this special because she also um was so interactive with the audience at this oh era God. in her career um the mic was on of course and oh, so yeah. that's why you know she was so interactive with the audience and they gave us so many great moments like this because you know there would always be the you know the how you feeling and all that <laughs> stuff <laughs> right but even just like the the facial expressions and she, this is like 18 year old fresh britney so she is like ready to be on that stage and this is kind of like like it, it got obviously better than this even more during the mm-hmm. dream within the dream tour but like this really feels like okay we're transitioning from just like a regular girl who performs we're transitioning to superstar like this is like next level stage presence and funny enough you know i rewatched obviously this special before doing this episode and we had just watched i just watched the grammys yesterday and i was like wow where is this where's the stage right. presence you know it's right. not there anymore there's no one like this anymore and that's why they keep you know these things live on for 22 years because it's just that good it's that superstar thing that i don't think younger people know because we don't really have superstars like this anymore but like that moment of somebody like a Michael Jackson coming out on stage and just being silent for like two minutes. Oh yeah. Janet you know? still does it to this day. Yeah. Like, you know, not many people can like, and Britney is somebody who had reached that level of fame where she could walk out on stage and just stand there and smile and people would literally be peeing, like, like convulsing on, in the yeah. fucking audience. Well, stars don't shine that bright anymore. We, we know this though. Right. Yeah, and okay, so let's talk about, because I guess we could do it for each track, like once we get to each performance, we could talk about the styling, but I want to talk about the wardrobe for this opening, because I have a lot of things to say. (laughs) Okay, okay, really? Okay, I'm interested to hear uh, your thoughts before I get into this. Okay, so for one thing, I, what I love about this period of Britney's performance pieces is that you know, a few years later, like when you get to like 2001, 2002, I would say it it starts to become very like DIY in a cool way, like the patches yeah. and the arm yeah. cuffs and all the shit. Like it's just really cool and like Absolutely. handmade. At this period, things are like tailored specifically for oops because they had they had big money, they had a budget, right? Oh things yeah, that budget was out of this world. I me. mean. Okay. The tailoring of these clothes on her body is absolutely fucking insanity. Snatched. Like she's, it's, they're painted on and like she doesn't look uncomfortable. Everything is just so perfect. It's all so custom, intensely custom. Um, so in the opening, she's wearing this like white crop, this white crop top that's like, you can tell made for her in these pants. And they're, it's white, but it has like a pinkish, like bubblegum, or not, I would say like a cotton candy pink, like sort of glittery effect. 
And then yeah, there's a very glitter, lots of glitter. Oh, the heart on her ass. <laughs> she looks so good. Her hair is flipped out in the most Y2K way ever. She's got those little gems that you used to put on your arms from like Claire's. Like she just looks incredible. This is peak like Britney. I say this all the time being like, you know, her wearing something on this tour is like the next day, all of the malls across the entire country are like a little bit different. This is like innocence, Britney. This is yeah. like sexy. Like, but they were they were making her more sexy in this time. If you if you notice, like you like you said, very tailored to her. So everything was very tight and everything was very fitted. And you know, I even made some comments like we'll get into this one outfit, but I'm just like, damn, her ass looks good. Like, I, mean, like, I, oh, I already know which one. <laughs> I already know it's the dress. We'll get to it. Oh my god, yes, it's the dress! It's the dress! <laughs> I literally was like, damn, Brittany. I was like, I, I was like, she's like, no. Listen, I'm very gay, but to be honest, like things were going through my head for a second. I'm like, okay, wow, like really, really sexy. And it's kind of crazy that she was only 18. I know. And then, so I also wanted to talk now that we're like at the performance element of it. I wanted to talk about the dancing a little bit. Oh God, yes. Where do I even start? Okay. Where do you start with that? You know. <laughs> I want to give you, I want to run a theory by you. And if you think I'm wrong, I want you to truthfully tell me. So I like to break Britney's dancing down into chapters in my head, the same way that you would with like an album. Okay. Yeah. Because she's had so many iterations of dance style. Right. Right. And like in this specific era, this is what I refer to as Britney's athletic dancing period. Oh yeah. (laughs) because <laughs> in the next couple oh, yeah. of years you do see Britney become a better technical dancer because she is non-stop dancing every fucking day for like five straight years so she really like by the time she's doing in uh like me against the music she's like not human right she's like a terminator dancer but yeah. here she's incredible but it's more like it's coming from a place of gymnastics and being an athlete and like training like she's mm-hmm. dancing like a fucking athlete to me. For sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. Her body is just proof of that. If you notice like the muscles and oh my God. the strength, it's like, okay. Th- but, you know, we know Britney was a gymnast when she was a young girl. So I feel like, especially the early days of dancing, like the more that she danced, it was, like you said, very athletic. And then the more she did it, it became more technical. And then obviously Onyx Hotel, peak just mm-hmm. dancing out of this freaking world and then obviously we know what happened but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but for a while but like, yeah definitely I can see that athletic peak right there it's it's like a sport it's a there's it, it's it's the Michael Jackson school the Janet Jackson school of dancing right there you know where yep. it's not just I'm dancing to perform I'm it's is a sport and I am an athlete like it's work yes. and she looks fucking fantastic and that's why yeah. she is so iconic these little things like this you know they yeah. are kind of unmatched yeah and I'm so glad that you brought up the Michael Jackson school of dance thing because it's like there's an understanding and appreciation for the choreography of like yeah. you have to hit every single thing really hard because it all means something and like that's the difference between somebody like Britney or like Madonna or Janet who was raised dancing versus someone who as a pop star is then told, well, now it's time for you to start dancing. Like There's Rihanna. a different, like Rihanna. 
Yeah. Or yeah. even like Christina, who was like, well, I'm not a fucking dancer, but okay. She definitely is not. um and then you just interrupt me when we get to the fox stuff yeah of course yeah i will don't worry um so then we get this a segment called britney gets personal so she's being interviewed with her former manager johnny wright who Um, sued her in 2007 by the way Yes, like I, we could do a whole episode about Johnny Wright, honestly. Like because anyway, yes. <laughs> no, but say say what you want. What did you want to say? Well, no, I was just gonna say with Johnny. I just it's so interesting to see how involved and how important he was at this point in her career, and how fucking quickly he turned on her in her hour of need. To be very honest, so it was interesting for me to be watching this and see how he was a supportive one. Um, but I digress. For me, the iconic part of this interview is obviously the coffee bean part, oh. where they talk about how she has to have her coffee bean shipped over <laughs> because she, quote unquote, uh, loves coffee bean and it's hard to get it. And he's like, and it's not warm when it's, it's back. So it becomes a problem. And then the way that the editors cut that shit, she's like, it's really crazy. And it makes you think that that's what she's talking about. Yo, you know that she was not talking about that. And I they know. To that narrative that she was a diva. Because I remember reading the magazines at the time. I was like, Brittany, the diva has to have her coffee shipped over hundreds of thousands of miles because she'll only drink coffee bean. What I probably think happened was she's like, oh, I miss coffee bean. And they're like, you sure you don't want it? We can get it for you in two seconds. And she's like, oh, okay. And they did all these things and painted this narrative. They did this shit. And this is into it, but it's kind of iconic at the same time. It's just funny to hear, to see how they tried to edit that and to know her so well now, to know that she's like the complete opposite. Like she's the furthest thing from like a quote diva that's like so far from who Britney is. So it's just hilarious. Like, you know, and it, and it speaks to the time. Like we did live in a time where it was like, we didn't have social media. So being able to, yeah, like they controlled the narrative and being able to speculate about the opulence of what it is to be a celebrity was so, you know, it was like this like curtain that we did not have access to peek behind back in the day a velvet rope if you may uh, if you will for sure <laughs> but yeah um i was really I, I forgot that johnny wright had a moment and by the way when he did turn his back on her let's just make this clear not only did he turn his back the motherfucker went and managed justin during the release of cry me a river like the man like he literally went and managed Justin's career and helped him promote an album talking shit about this girl that he basically helped raise. You know, that book's going to be good. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's going to be good. Mm -mm -mm. And I also feel like um, just to kind of add to the interview part of it, I know that this is a major part of any pop star's life as a public figure. You get asked like, the same kind of questions all the time about what's it like to be a pop star. But I will say that I think in Britney's case, it's particularly during this time, it was really beat down our throats, her origin story, because the oh, origin yeah. story was such a big oh, yeah. part of the 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 whole thing, right? The marketing. Well, yeah. 
it's what made her the girl next door. It's what made her the likable one. If you think about it, you know, Christina, her upbringing was a little bit different. She had an abusive father. And mm-hmm. not, if you think about her, Christina's debut era, did we really know where she came from? Nobody did, actually. It wasn't yeah. something that was talked about. It was only something that she explored when she made strips. And that's eventually when she gained, when people gained respect for her as an artist because she put out that masterpiece. And right. that's because she finally got to dig into her soul. Um, and kind of come out with that stuff. I feel like with Britney, it was kind of different, whereas her origins and her um, seeds, where she came from, was so important to her image. And the ironic thing is that really her family's a piece of shit. Right. But I guess, but even back then, her father was an absentee father. So it's interesting how they how they really crafted into all of our minds, how she has the most perfect family and she is such a family girl. And I'm sure she was, but it was also a huge part of her image in the sense of like, she's from a small town of Kentwood, Louisiana Mm -hmm. with 2,500 people, even when she was in the Mickey Mouse club, like that was a big thing. Like that she's from a small town girl from Kentwood. Even when you read Jessica Simpson's book, the way that she talks about her, I just feel like that was a part of Britney's essence because she was such a young girl and she did come from that small town. But what we didn't know is that she had, you know, the issues in her family, obviously, you know, skeletons eventually always come out of the closet and, we saw that um, she was being mistreated for such a long time. But at that time, you know, we couldn't have been fed a more perfect picture, to be honest. Right. And like her being this like fish out of water who just became this cultural phenomenon. But at the end of the day, like, you know, she's a normal, bubbly, sweet teenage girl. It made her so much more approachable. And like, you know, it made young girls not feel intimidated by how fucking beautiful and hot she was you that, know? yeah i was gonna say because she's like next level gorgeous like yeah. just as, you know especially as a young girl it's like oh my goodness and like incredibly talented but and but genuinely just so sweet and down to earth but i think the thing is she really is all those things and mm-hmm. i think that just the powers that be in the music marketing world you know just amplified it but i really do feel that when anything that came from britney i really do feel actually was authentic you know like I don't don't think that she was ever trying to be something she wasn't all her outfits. I really do feel she wore things that she thought were cool. And, you know, you get a good feeling of that during this special, actually. That's why I love the special actually, because of all the little skits in between, because, you know, that's how you get to see her personality. And that's kind of the first glimpse we all got to how she was outside of the videos too, you know? Yeah, and they also bring up um, another thing that they used to beat down our throats a lot. They they bring up the touring aspect and they make it a point to constantly talk about, um, you know, because Britney's tour people and the, the her dancers were the closest thing that she had to any sort of camaraderie or, you know, companionship of people her own age. So they would make it seem like everything, basically they would use her dancers as a way to say she's fine it's okay that she works this much she has these dancers and they're on tour with her and when they stop like when we stop at places they get to go to the mall and shit they yeah those are her friends yeah right yeah they love shoving that narrative down everybody's throats yeah like there's that one dancer i don't remember her name was it melissa or something the blonde one where she's like you know on our days we just like to go to the mall and and, it, and then she has like you know britney's talking about like laurel and we see laurel in there and mm-hmm. and that whole crew and she's like you know like they're gonna come up on tour at me and you know it's gonna be really fun like it's gonna be really great we're gonna go out all the time like 
it's very interesting because you're so right because as a kid that's totally what I thought it was I thought like yeah. oh Brittany has all her friends and da, 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 and it's so perfect and yeah. oh god like kind of insane but yeah. I know. yeah it's fine that she doesn't get days off because she gets to go to the mall do you see she's at the mall with her friends everything's fine and she's I think even girl. for her like it was a it was a little bit of a like a convincing like no this is fine I'm having fun I'm loving this. I, I do get to have normal moments. I'm going to shop for dolls. See? I'm living my dream. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then we switch over to another performance. And this time she's doing Sometimes. A, um, a, a very, one. very, very good performance of Sometimes. Very chill. You know, I love her in this atmosphere, in this setting. This is, well, the outdoor concert is always such a beautiful setting just for any... Yeah. life taping because you know you really feel like you're there but something i loved about for sometimes actually um i the scenes of the little girls and the audience are oh kind of legendary. like i like there's this one girl who's wearing like this halter top like these are all like girls like six or less <laughs> one girl wearing this like halter top that has like a bandana theme and then during sometimes there's like the most adorable little blonde girl on like her oh. parents shoulder like like mouthing the words and I'm just like that's adorable <laughs> and so kind of great to see now as an adult because I was one of those kids you know I was right. around that age too when when this special came out I think it came out in like April 2000. So I'm May 95. I was four or five years old. I wasn't really that age. So it's so fun to watch. Like, look, it was all of us who were like so enamored and in love with Britney yeah, and yeah. these songs. And it's a beautiful feeling. And rewatching it now really kind of made me feel really warm inside. I was like, God, like, this is so great. Like, I really hope that my kids kind of have somebody like the Britney that I had, that they can just find that comfort in the music. And it was so beautiful to um, see the kids get that feeling. That's that's the one thing about the sometimes performance from this special um, yeah. that stands out to me for sure. Aside from obviously, you know, just how beautiful she is in the great blue outfit, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday I was actually watching this. Um, I was watching a reaction video of somebody listening to her uh, Oops album. And they were like, I forgot like that Britney sang all these songs with such intense emotion and oh, that's like she was so emotional singing these songs and you can really it's like you know who didn't forget that is these fucking kids us like yeah. that little girl on the shoulders literally in her feelings about to cry like she just lost her fiance yeah like I she love is like feeling it you know what I mean it's, be it's because Britney was feeling it you know yeah I, it's it's amazing to see and um such a test to the time too i think because yes. the reach was just so wide it was so wide and you see it in this special and the songs are so timeless sometimes it's so timeless you know, you know. watching any performance of it i'm just like god i wanted to perform it again such a good <laughs> it's so sweet it's such a yeah. sweet just oh and again you brought up the the like blue bikini she's wearing so obviously you know we're talking about this being filmed in Hawaii and ironically at the time there was this really intense I don't know if I would call it a resurgence but there was a moment of like sort I of Hawaiian like like surf wear being yeah. just like the true tease like everybody wanted to look like they had just put their board in the sand to come into class 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, it was the height of Abercrombie and Fitch, the height right. of Abercrombie and Fitch. So, um, speaking of like the Netflix special on Abercrombie and Fitch, can't wait to watch that when it comes out. Oh um, but but yeah, no. So it was the height of that, and actually, um, I think it's the next song after this. But um, is the next song uh, from the bottom? Yes. Okay, so. I don't know if we want to move on or not, but just to point out a fashion, the little boy that the, the boy that she brings up is totally <laughs> wearing that surfer uh, gear and has that surfer look. So just a testament to that point, 100%, that was the main look at that time. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yes. It was like, you had to look like a like either a surfer or a skater or like a preppy person who dabbled in one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so Britney's wearing this crocheted, uh, like, blue bikini top that has these little gems hanging off the bottom of it it's it fits her so perfect she looks beautiful and this like tie-dyed sarong over her like bathing suit bottom and little flip-flops and she's like so tan and oh my god she just looks stunning easy breezy Uh, beautiful that's the best way to look easy breezy beautiful (laughs) cover girl i don't think britney was ever a cover girl but she she had the urge for herbal so easy breezy beautiful (laughs) herbal (laughs) oh my god um yeah and then we get the next segment is my favorite in the entire special so we get to hang out with britney in the dancers (laughs) and um all right see andre Andre Fuentes, Britney's original choreographer slash backup dancer slash lifelong best friend. May he rest in peace. May he rest yeah. in peace. Um, kind of sad to know that when he died, I'm sure she never even got the chance to say any type of respects because of the conservatorship mm-hmm. and probably didn't hear about it until a while after um, because they were so close and he really brought out the best in her, especially in her dancing. And, and, at this time when she was such a young girl and the dancers were her only friends, you know, he played such an important part in her life. And it's uh, beautiful to see them together at this time, for sure. I mean, we see him in a bunch of specials, like, you know, for the record, he's in for the record. Um, he's in the stages documentary because he went on the June within a June tour. He's a very integral part of Britney's art for the first, uh, you know, chunk of her career. And yeah. it, it's a uh, kind of a great piece of her of her musical puzzle, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, this yeah. little scene here where they're doing this little dance because there's not much, oops, I did it again, choreography, um, like behind the scenes clips really, or like rehearsal clips as much as there is of the other songs, I don't find at least. So this one is one of the ones that we kind of get and and she looks great and she looks like she's having fun. She stubs her toe at that part. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she's you know. so cute and so you're funny. right yeah I think for a really long time like especially like you said earlier like the OG Britney fans you just and I've talked about this before like you just sort of knew the machine you knew everybody involved you knew Felicia you knew Larry oh god you know, yeah you yeah, knew Andre it. like you knew Manuela like you just like knew you knew Big Rob like you just for 10 years, it's like you you knew her orbit. And yeah. it was so special to watch her relationship with Andre from the very beginning, you know, up until like for the record when he's consoling her about her, her weird life. Like, you know, he really was such a major part of her life. And it's just horrifically sad that he's never gotten any sort of public anything. Like- He really has sort of never, never. Nothing. 
he's really like a Britney fan. Like only the fans know who he is. Like he has never gotten that recognition that he deserved at all. Um, hell, we're giving it to him right now. We love you, Andre. Yeah. We love you, Andre, seriously. And it does make me really sad to think that, like you said, she probably didn't find out about it for a long time. And even if she did want to say something about it, like she probably wasn't allowed to. Yeah, it made me, it was happy to see. I I enjoyed watching this again. It was like, oh, this is very cute. Oh, so nostalgic. And we get this fun moment where she takes a little picture in front of a waterfall and any Britney fan especially Britney fans of a particular age will remember that those pictures those her Hawaii photo shoot circulate first of all it was the calendar it was the playing cards it was I mean these pictures went around honey they went around every Britney magazine every teen magazine like the Hawaii pictures were it yeah they were it and she looked beautiful and it's um and that little what do they call them? The what do they call the things she put around her neck? What's the right word for it? A lay. Is that what they are? Yeah. She looked so beautiful in it. And and I loved her hair up and the little things that she was doing with her oh. arms, with her hands on her chest. <laughs> so cute. Oh I my loved god. It. Crossing it was, her little hands. Yeah, this is a great segment. Um <laughs> And with the little waterfall in the background. Yeah, magical, magical photos. Very <laughs> grateful that we have them to this day. God, she looks gorgeous. And then the next segment with Britney's backstage and she's like telling the camera that uh, they've pulled her biggest fan, or not her biggest fan. Uh, what do they call him? Like the biggest player? How do they refer to Heart- him? The heartbreaker, the biggest heartbreaker. heartbreaker. <laughs> the biggest heartbreaker. And then she goes up on stage, and it's this fucking dork named Peter. Like, or you have to say it like him though, Peter. 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 <laughs> he looks like a heartbreaker, right? Eh? No, he doesn't, Brittany. No, babe, he doesn't. <laughs> Not to me, at least, honey. She was like, "So you're the ultimate heartbreaker." Mm, mm. Mm. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> okay, but why haven't we? Listen, this performance hasn't even started, but there is already something that we have to talk about, okay? The fucking dress. Maybe the dress. dress. This dress is insanity. Just go. Go for it. Say everything. Okay, first of all, you know, we talked about body fitting, body tailor. Honey, nothing made her body look sexier <sighs> than this fucking dress. It's literally just like a, what is it? Honestly, let's call it uh, Mariah's pink yet lavender. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> it is pink yet lavender uh, dress that is, I guess it's, it's a pretty tight fitting dress and it's mm-hmm. like, definitely a short dress but it has these rips mm-hmm. and those rips are right along the right side of her body but obviously the left side if you're watching it and mm-hmm. my god her ass in this oh dress looks it's, insane oh and her god. legs it's like talk about athletic like girl the the one of the hottest she's ever looked in yeah. my opinion in my opinion hands down hands down i'm sure that that heartbreaker if he wasn't a little gay boy was like okay just stay calm, <laughs> just stay calm. <laughs> it's like the body that the bbl girls like want yeah it i mean but it's like all muscle and just tone and thickness and just it's like 
And one of the things I've always found so interesting about Britney's wardrobe is that, you know, I don't think people understand the, the, the magnitude of Britney's stomach and what it meant to a generation of people. The mm-hmm. belly button ring, the abs, like it was, I always say that Britney's stomach was as integral to her career as like Michael Jackson's fedora or Madonna's mole and her gap or whatever. Well, similar to Janet, similar to Janet's. Yes. Um, I remember that Diane Sawyer interview in 2003 when she's like, those abs, those abs. Like those that was abs. a whole, a whole focus. <laughs> it was a whole focus of the interview. 100% this dress. Well, really every outfit, let's be honest, because if it wasn't this dress, like her belly was showing because if you have that belly, how are you not fucking showing it, honey? Okay, like... <laughs> Well, they always found, like, it reminds me a lot of, not to be too inside baseball about it, but it reminds me a lot of, like, a Marilyn Monroe kind of thing, because yeah. it's, like, it's um it's imagery, like, it's important imagery to always make sure that in some way her belly ring is incorporated into her look. Even if she's wearing a dress, they'll, they find a way to incorporate the, the imagery of Britney Spears into the look, and, like, that is so, it's like Marilyn Monroe's red lip is Britney's fucking belly ring. And she like still wears it to this day, eh? Yeah, she does. I love it. I, love I know. It. I know. She's like, I'm still gonna wear low rise jeans and my fucking belly ring, and I don't care. An icon. But yeah, this outfit is fucking unreal. I think about this dress all the time. She's also wearing heels on stage, which at the time was major for Britney. Well, she kind of switched in and out. I noticed. There were some scenes where she was wearing her little bunny <laughs> shoes that, <laughs> that match, but there wasn't a lot of dancing for this, right? Like this was from the bottom of my broken heart. So she was going to be singing live and yeah. th- there wasn't going to be any playback. So this is when she could have worn heels and God, did she just look gorgeous. And she performs for the little boy and they are little boy. He's like 19. Like what am I saying? Little boy. <laughs> but she performs for him. Uh, Tanya takes that picture out of that little Polaroid type camera, like pulls it out. Um, and they have like a great moment. There's a, there's a scene where like, there's a face that she makes like, how was I to know missed you so? And then she does something with like her lip that goes like really close together. And like, you could just see the sparkle in her lip gloss. I don't understand why that's important to me. Don't ask me, but I just remember as a kid thinking, wow, she looks gorgeous here. In this scene. <laughs> Listen, nothing that you say right now is going to sound insane. I, I also want to bring up the fact that there's a moment where when she says the, um, she's like talking to Peter, but it's time to start the song. And he's Peter. like a dumb idiot. Like he's like, so stupid. My he's God. so stupid. He's like trying to fucking small talk her on stage as she's like about to miss her cue. And she goes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? oh god oh god yes. he's like babe oh. shut the fuck up okay i'm she, doing this one live a pro- literally like this is going on tv um <laughs> a professional at all times you know always knows how to keep the show going god bless our girl another thing that comes around right after this performance for unless you had anything else to say about this performance no go ahead. in this outfit right after she does this performance he's off the stage she then introduces a up-and-coming girl group to 
the audience. <laughs> they go by the name of Destiny's Child. Maybe you've heard of them. I think you've heard of one of the members. Her name is Beyonce. 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 Oh, Beyonce. Underground. Underground artist. Underground artist. Um, no Grammys. SoundCloud no girl. SoundCloud girl. Beyonce. Um, <laughs> and it is the Beyonce show. Let me tell you. This, you know, because when the TV special came out, it was around April 2000. So Say My Name was number one. So they were like, okay, who are we going to get to open for Britney? Oh, who's number one? That'll be who opens for Britney. Because that's how iconic Britney was. Whoever was number one would be who opened. And it was Destiny's Child to Say My Name with Michelle Williams and Farrah Franklin in one of their first performances as a new foursome in Hawaii wearing all green. It is the Beyonce show, Troy, by the way. It is the Beyonce show. The other girls don't even have their mics on lip syncing oh the no say nothing to my thing like they're just right that background and then be like the camera's on beyonce the whole time and um yeah the audience is loving it but that's just to show you guys that national television destiny's child was the opener for be for britney beyonce yeah. was the opener she was the opening act Let's it really that. does it, it, it paints the picture of like the magnitude of how famous she was that Britney was already at a place of breaking a Guinness record when oh, Beyonce God. was pursuing fame this is like, when it was, they were really coming up Destiny's Child that this was their moment they were coming up I don't think people understand especially I understand I mean I get it because younger people weren't there for the transition from Destiny's Child to from to Beyonce as a solo artist but like it took Beyonce a long time like she was in a, a in a band like I don't think younger people understand like that Destiny's Child was like it wasn't just like a little tiny thing that she did like yeah she, you know, was you like know, a main artist yeah like that was her gig like and and when she did become solo she really had to like prove herself and like by that time Britney had already was already taking over the world so yeah. like it just kind of gives paints an, a picture of like how fucking famous this girl was yeah i think britney was just huge off the gates to be honest mm -hmm. and i think that beyonce kind of had to fight for a very long time because even when she made it huge as beyonce she was still not being taken seriously right for beyonce it only really happened after she had blue ivy and after she did the super bowl like that's when it became where yeah. she's god um but you know for many years you know Beyonce was playing second fiddle and 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 it was Destiny's Child really but they were obviously putting Beyonce in the forefront <laughs> they only started really giving parts to Michelle and Kelly when Farah left the, the group <laughs> <laughs> to be honest so this special is a perfect example of that and yeah and they perform Say My Name and they have a little segment and um and yeah and it's just it's just it's just festive for that reason to be like okay like this is like <laughs> like Destiny's Child was the openers for Britney so yeah interesting tidbit about the special as well and is this where we get the snl clips yeah well they're kind of interpolated throughout so the first one that they do is the one where like they'll they, they put her monologue like her little monologue mm. with the boobs <laughs> yeah and because everyone was talking about her boobs and and then they kind of cut to the scene where she is with was it woodrow the garbage guy <laughs> yes take a doo-doo pie 
Yeah, take a doo doo pie. And um, <laughs> that's the first one that air that they put. Um, well, we could just talk about all the SNL ones now if you yeah. want. Like, there's the three main ones that they show throughout this special, because. Britney also hosted SNL. So when they kind of put out the live and more special, they just kind of took like the, a few highlights from it. And so there was that one. Um, and then there was another one where she is auditioning dancers for her tour. Oh my and God. there's like that scene where they're playing like crazy. They're like, spin, 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 spin. Yeah. <laughs> and doing the spin. And, and then my favorite SNL skit, the morning latte. <laughs> I mean... It's so iconic. I don't even know where to start with that. To be honest. (laughs) It's it's so fucking good. And Sherry O'Terry, they like write Sherry losing her voice into the skit. So she has laryngitis. (laughs) She's like, it's hot. It's hot. So good. (laughs) So good. It's really hot in here. And they kind of keep doing that throughout the entire segment. Yeah. It's hot. It's so good. Britney, it was so fucking good on SNL. So good. She rocked it. And this was the first of two times that she hosted and performed. I would love if when she puts out the book and does promo for it, if she did SNL again. I don't know if she ever would, but I would love to see it. Could you imagine? I also love um, in that the skit where she's auditioning, she's wearing these like, I'll never forget the pants. The low rise, super fitted, but kind of had a cuff at the end of the boot, made her ass look great. Like, oh God. They're just like skin tight to her body. They're just like cheetah print and they look like Lisa Frank. They're like Lisa Frank pants. Lisa Frank. Hmm. I'm so fucking old. Lisa Frank was like, like in the 90s, it was like this like style of like, uh, like school supplies that had like dolphins and right print and cheetah and glitter right. and things you know what i mean right yeah 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 okay i can see it <laughs> yeah see it. oh god well the era right god bless her she won't let it die either like she <laughs> is still wearing those pants she's still wearing that style and she's still rocking it if you ask me to be honest killing it but then we get i guess you could you could say that this is like for britney fans maybe one of the most iconic moments of this entire little special when she drives her convertible to this girl's house and she tells the camera you know I have this fan she's my number one fan we have the same birthday she's from Louisiana and she writes me letters all the time so I know where she lives and I'm gonna go visit her and she goes and knocks on this girl's door and like we've all her life like I wonder what this girl's life experience has been like because Every Britney fan has fantasized about being her at one at one point. So have we, just before we get into it, have we seen, like, where she is now? Have we ever seen her again? I've we, never seen her again. If anybody I has, never have child. either. Okay, so Britney Army, if that's what we still call ourselves. Um, <laughs> yeah. All of you psychotic fans who are on Twitter and um, always finding issues with every little thing that Sam posts, take your sleuthing skills to find us this girl, please. And I want to know where the little boy is that she meets, where she says, can you call me when you're older? Because I think it was Sam Asgari, but that's my, that's my, that's my opinion. (laughs) The Um, fact that, (laughs) the fact that they haven't like come forward or like been like, hi, 
Oh, like how have the- they not? Unless unless they're just like one of those people that just aren't on social media. Like you never know. There's so many people in this world, right? So you just right. have no idea. But such a great part, you know, like if Britney Spears ever came to my door as a kid and like invite all your friends, like that's like the dream right there. Like, come on. It's great too, because when she opens the door, when Brit- when Britney knocks on the door and she the girl opens it, she doesn't initially realize that Britney knocked on the door. So she's like right. looking at the camera crew and she's like, what the fuck is like, going on? And then it's like, she looks up and Britney is like a foot away from her face. And I just... And then she 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 does like it's cute too because she does all of the things that you would do as like an insecure weird kid like she starts like contorting her fingers yeah. and like like scratching her eyelid and it doesn't really itch you know what I mean like yeah, just yeah. being awkward because she's like I'm talking to Britney Spears right now I know those oh I know those <laughs> how old am I I would still do that shit. <laughs> Me, too. Yeah. Me too I was like girl I you're handling this beautifully to be honest. Yeah, and such a and such a great moment. Again, she's with Britney's with her girls. Notice how she's always with her girls when she's doing all these things. Like that's mm-hmm. really what they're painting. Like Britney having fun with her girls. Um, but so fun, you know. She, Britney interacted with so many different um, just people in Hawaii. That was that's something I loved about this special. You know, there was the yeah where um, she's like dancing the hula, and there's like all the kids, and and there's obviously we're gonna get to it later the scene where she's in the high school but all this to say is like she you know she, it, it was fun to see her kind of get into the culture as well and not just come here to do this free concert it was a great whoever wrote the treatment for this special like good job guys because this is i agree this is, this is some good shit like you know it's it's different that's why it was fun you know it's, it wasn't your average concert special like how fun to watch it go surprise some fans and invite all the friends in the neighborhood there's a scene where they're like coming up to like the fence and it kind of looks like the kids are dogs i'm not kidding it's like <laughs> <laughs> you're completely right though it's such a great like it's so fun to experience hawaii like through her and like it really feels like she is out it's like just doing all of this fun stuff and they're just like filming it um yeah but the so they she tells this girl to like call her friends over because they're gonna have a pizza party, and of course they have like a Pizza Hut pizza party at the house. Oh, iconic, you know. Iconic. What else would it be? I also love when the kids come over and they're like, they're you know they're kids. Like it's so awkward. Brittany's like talking to this girl. The girl can't make eye contact, so she's standing in <laughs> the hallway. She's looking down her hall as Britney Spears asks her you know, general questions. And all the other kids are just standing with their pizza in their hands, staring at Britney, like mouth breathing. I know. It's the funniest thing in the world. Britney in the moment was probably just like, oh God. Like, get me the fuck out of here. So I can go get drunk on the beach. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I just want to go on the beach, you know, but I want to go by myself. You know, it's too obvious if there's too many security guards at me. I just want to, you know, and a couple of kids come up to me, but then I'm just like, oh, are you Brittany? No, I'm not that girl. I'm not that girl. I don't know what you're talking about. And then, of course, yeah, we get the infamous moment with the little boy that we all truly believe is Sam. I want a blood test done. Um, he's me too, he's baby. And she's so cute talking to this kid. I was like, oh, you're going to have a little boy one day and you don't know yet. Ah. 
And then she had two. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's so cute when she picks him up. Oh my God. Yeah. And she, you could always tell Brittany's always loved kids. Like I Brittany know. and her, her connection to children. Like she's just such a sweet soul. And the mother in her is just so natural. And the caretaker in her. And yeah. you see it from this little early age, just like this little kid, the way she's just so enamored with him. And such a cute moment. And will you call me when you're older? Brittany, he did. (laughs) You're right. She is so motherly to be 18. She's like so nurturing. It's just so cute. Yeah, it's beautiful to witness, to be honest. And also, like, wait, we haven't even talked about this yet, but she's even rocking it in this scene. The friggin' glitter on the arm. Like, Mm -hmm. I, like, so love it. Like, I want to say that it was literally just like, like, glued on glitter like I don't even know what it was it was a beautiful design and she just wore it in every single scene in the special (laughs) they used to sell them as like um they would sell them in the package as the design well yeah that was like the Claire's version that's not what Britney had (laughs) (laughs) listen Britney is a mall girl you never know. Brittany loves You know what? You're kind of, you know what? I actually, I actually think you're right. Never mind. I actually <laughs> take that back because Brittany is that girl that would have gone to Target and gotten it. She's like, and, it's from Sears. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. Guys, <laughs> Sears. Um, <laughs> um, but then but we yeah, get... I, legendary. She looked, another great piece of the puzzle of this era is that glitter look that she's rocking in, uh, in this scene and in every other scene in the special, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's very indicative of the time. I I would really love for that to come back. Like the uh, the like glitter adornments like on your arm. I think that's like so like I'm surprised that that hasn't come back actually. Well, everything else has TikTok. at this point. So like I'm waiting for that too. <laughs> right. Um and then we get the a really sweet moment with Brittany, Courtney, Jansen and Lorlin. Um who like again these names just roll off the tongue because the orbit was always the same like we know like how many times have you said the word the name Laura Lynn probably a million oh nine million times if it wasn't from a special it was from one of the books it was from one of the forwards that she wrote it was from the chaotic um show Mm -hmm. Laura Lynn has been a concrete piece of Britney's life for so many years kind of why it makes me sad to have be watching kind of what Brittany's talking about now and how she's upset at everyone. Um, you know, the friends that she's talking about are, you know, these girls. And it makes me sad to see because, you know, I know that they're more than just friends. They are a literal family. And her aunt Sandra, Laurelyn's yeah. mother, was so important to Brittany too. Um, you know, they were in this time, they were always there. They were always there any chance that they could. And they made sure to get it on camera. They made yeah. sure to get oh, it yes. on camera. Like, yeah. Brittany always describes that they went to daycare together. They went to preschool together. They grew up together. Like they're like her sisters. And um, yeah, it does make me really sad. Like that's, that was a tough one. And Courtney, I remember seeing her, she had done a lot of like interviews during Brittany's like darker period. Like she had like talked a lot during that time. Especially to like the, the British tabloids and the British um, yeah. that were being made. But she never said anything bad. Like she kind of, 
maybe she probably thought in her head it would be like we need to have a positive voice for britney and you know she right. definitely wasn't saying anything bad but like yeah she was talking about time and i'm very curious to know what britney thinks about it sure right she'll talk about it in the book i'm sure we'll find out maybe i'm sure we will. the good mysterious book is coming <laughs> um but yeah so they they've uh filmed this really cute segment where they like uh was it called hang gliding um i guess so um but they're hanging in the air so let's just call it that (laughs) okay yeah something you know that thing that people do on vacation when they like are tied to a boat on like a rope and then they're on a parachute and the thing drops them into the water and they did that parasailing i don't fucking know I am um, scared of heights, so I would never even like try anything of that nature. So I wouldn't know the name, but she looked great doing it. She was being adorable too. She was yeah. like super cute. Um, and then we get one of my favorite performances of Born to Make You Happy. I think uh, of her entire career. Come on, baby, do the tango. Do the tango. So good. I don't know what I like better. The bandana top, the dancing, the tango remix, or just the fact that Born to Make You Happy is my favorite Britney Spears song. Drops is the mic. Is it really? <sighs> Drops the mic. I didn't know mic. that. Oh my God, I didn't know that. It is my favorite Britney Spears song. I understand that's a very tough question. And it's interesting because... Uh, you know, if somebody were to ask me what the best song of all time was, I would say Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. But yet I'm saying Born to Make You Happy is my favorite Britney Spears song. How does that I make understand sense? That. I think but it makes I, complete sense. Um, yeah. Thank you. Well, that's because we're the same. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but to those of you who don't get it, it's because when you say best song of all time, you're thinking of more than just the song. You're mm-hmm. thinking of the impact. You're thinking of the video. You're thinking of culture. You're thinking of just the importance. Right. Whereas if I'm just taking my favorite Britney song, genuinely, I really just the melody and the actual song, it really is my favorite. I love it so much. Maybe because of the nostalgia attached to it, it is one of the four songs. I obviously it was from her first album. I was only four years old. So it's one of the it's in the group of the first songs I learned that whole album right so just how much I loved it then I'm 26 turning 27 this year and I still love it the same and it's just like the perfect pop song and it's yeah. not it's it, it, and it's written beautifully too so I don't know I love it and I, I think she did a great performance of this it's my second favorite born to make you happy though because nothing will ever beat the music box at Dream Within a Dream. Oh, you're, oh, wow. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're completely right. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I just got goosebumps. I like literally got I know. Oh I my know. God, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, but no, yeah, this is like, and we're so lucky to get a, a live vocal. She sounds amazing. The mic was um, on. The mic, the was, mic on. was on, honey. It was hot. Yeah. And she looked incredible. Yeah, she was wearing this like really cool tube top. And, um, I really liked her like cargo pants. She's wearing. I these, love like, them. Right, they looked really cool. Like yeah. she just looked like such a dancer during yeah. this whole moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's that was like such a great performance. Yeah, the little salsa moment is so random and fun, and you know it was like always fun back in the day when they would try and find random times to just allow Britney to ex- like to show how great of a dancer she was. It's like, oh, let's give her another dance break right here. <laughs> but it, it, it translated so well on stage. Like, it, it really did fit well. And I, 
You know, you yeah. would never think to add a little tango salsa remix into Born to Make You Happy of all songs, but they did it and they did it well and it was so fun. <laughs> we then transition into nighttime. This is Britney's night moment at the beach and she's hanging out with her friends and the dancers and they're watching hula dancers and they're watching yes. a fire show. They're getting the sort of tourist Hawaii experience that you get when you are a tourist in Hawaii and yeah. she's like living she's having so much fun she's having so much fun living it I'm living for her outfit like the kind of blue oh. floral like two-piece and you know the way that she bops her head to like the music when those like hula and like the way she moves her head it's like I can just picture it in my head right now it's just so I'm doing like- it now I'm doing it right now. It's just so, it just, that, that sound and that face, like it just awoke so many memories when I was rewatching it. And, and the fire guy, to be honest, that made me a little uncomfortable, that fire guy. Like, me too. Oh, how weird that. I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like things like that. Me neither, because I, I'm scared of heights. So I don't like seeing people like falling off buildings and all that no. stuff. But even on that, it's like, I'm, it's just like, I, I, I can feel it. So I, I don't know how yeah. they, how they did that, but. You know, Brittany yeah. herself was also wowed, looking stunning as ever, and every little facial expression that she did. Oh my too. god, she was having so much fun, and I was thinking, like, this is so crazy because Hawaii is obviously a place that has become so, you know, important to her, and like a place she loves to visit. Hawaii, and well, yeah, Maui now is her number one fucking <laughs> yeah, number <right>. one. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if she thinks about this, you know, her memories of this time. When she goes to Hawaii again, you know? This must have been her first time there, right? I think it was. Yeah. And now 22 years later, literally she goes four or five, six times a year, like the yeah. main vacation spot. And so I, I, I think I can see why. She looked like she was just having so much fun and even just like the little moments here, not just on stage. And and who knows with all the hard things that have happened in her life, is I'm sure it was a place of refuge for her as well. I'm going to run another theory by you. And well, oh. it's not even really a theory. I'm just going to say something I think people may deem as controversial. Oh. Okay. So then the next scene, we get a, a, I would say, pretty famous performance of Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And very famous. Like, I think if you, you two, Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know live, this is probably like the first one that would come up. Right. And she sounds great yeah but as an adult it almost makes me sad to hear Britney on stage when she performs live like this song for example if they just had allowed it to be a fucking octave lower yeah Yeah. like she's straining her beautiful voice yep oh you know what it is so funny that you say that because if you remember in Dream Within a Dream when she did Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know and she did it live, she actually yeah. did it pretty low, like very, yes. very low. So when I was watching this and she's singing, I was like, oh my God, wait, she's singing it in a higher octave than usual. Like, cause I'm, cause I rewatched Dream Within a Dream live in Las Vegas like all the time. I haven't rewatched this live in Hawaii special in years before today. Right. So I had forgotten that she used to sing it in this key. And I'm just like, wow, like she really was like, that was not the natural way for her to be singing. Like these keys that we, especially I think Oops era 
was probably the prime. Oops and Britney era were the prime of her singing. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to count Britney Jean, obviously, because that wasn't her singing. Right. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but like, if you like, even like, like in the zone, like whatever, even, even in Glory, like, I don't know. No, I think you're right. I think the Britney album is peak Mickey, like Minnie Mouse. If yeah, but the the intense introduction of it. All this to say, maybe maybe this is a better way of putting it. My apologies. The baby album had deep voice in the all over it. Like yes. all over it. The oops album, you hear a lot more of the baby voice because that was the voice on Baby One More Time, the song, and they right. realized that's what worked. So even for the ballads, like she was doing it, even Where Are You Now? Like I love Where Are You Now? And she sounds oh. beautiful and is literally my favorite song in the world. But she's doing like vocals but baby voice kind of vocals because the calling out your name like it, mm-hmm. it's very it still has like uh, to it it's not like the yes. oh, here we go now yes so this live performance of don't let me be the last to know is like noticeable to me because in other live performances of this, she does go, she does go lower, but here she didn't. She was trying to keep that baby voice going, mm-hmm. and and it strained her voice for sure. And now, I mean, we don't really know what her voice sounds like anymore. We had that one clip, um, <laughs> right? It's just fucked up because underneath, yeah. underneath yeah. the straining, you can hear oh, it's there. this beautiful it's there. tone, and it's like oh my god, like how did these adults allow this to happen? Like money, money's all people care about money. Money is the root of all evil. It makes no sense to me. Like this is a girl who naturally is a fucking belter. She's a Broadway trained singer. She wants to fucking belt and give, and give theatrics. You know what I mean? And it's just sad. Like, she sounds great, but she's straining because she's not the get real her. There. Yeah. It's not the real her. Um, but like you said, she sounded great, but no, it's not her real voice. And you can hear it. She's struggling, unfortunately, in this performance. But you know, listen, she looks great and still sounds great doing it. So, you know, we can we I'm okay with it, but I, I do wish that she was given that chance to sing yeah. the way her actual voice sings because there's nothing wrong with it and in fact it's beautiful we do get a really peak 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 britney moment at the very end where she's like doing all the huh, huh. oh my god thank you so much <laughs> thank you hawaii oh my gosh y'all are so sweet <laughs> <laughs> I love I used to fucking rewind that all the time to try and match the riffs, you know? Listen, Riffney was oh here for um this performance. <laughs> I think the next performance is a song where there's like a little riff that she does too. Uh, I'll point it out if I'm right. But like all this to say is like, yeah, there's a bunch of signature riffs from the special and oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Is definitely one of them. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then we get another very quick interview moment that I thought was actually a little prolific because um, she talks about first of all, it's her and Big Rob, and who I have to point out, you guys, 
Um, so I used to work in a club, okay? I used to work at this club called Rebel Nightclub. It's a club in Toronto. I was a busboy. Um, but all this to say is that my general manager, who actually was a family friend who got me the job, she knows to this day, still knows Big Rob. And Whoa. like he, I think he works, I don't know if he works with Justin Timberlake now, but he was for a while. He was doing Jonas Brothers, but apparently... Yeah. Always talks about how much he loves, still loves Britney to this day. Oh, I can't hear that. I would have yeah, and and he is just as much the velvet teddy bear in real life as oh. we all thought he was. So yeah, I thought that people would like to know that he's literally just he literally is that sweet velvet teddy bear that we saw. He's he Whoa. is that person, and he never changed. So that's I thought yeah good moment oh. I, I would love to see them reunite one day for sure me too i would literally pay for it. i was like i'll b- rob i'll buy your plane ticket i know <laughs> please please okay, go to i'll Mali. join you baby i will join <laughs> you baby. i'll pay that plane ticket come please prepare i mean please protect britney i'm like all, all i need is the address thanks all i need is the address where you, where you heading in maui rob let me know huh? <laughs> <laughs> where's the drop-off point um but no so she's talking about like you know how she goes to the beach and she doesn't like to bring bodyguards because it makes her stand out and blah 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 and you know it's interesting to see Britney talk so lax about how easy it is for her to blend in and like you know she goes out and people don't really bother her you know she's just throws on a wig and some sunglasses (laughs) and everything's fine and a, a couple girls come up and ask if I'm Britney Spears and I just say no I'm not that girl and I go on about my day like she's just so naive you know well, she was a young girl she was 18 this her second album wasn't even out yet oops wasn't even out yet so think of it as, as this is like Olivia Rodrigo at this exact point in where Olivia Rodrigo is in her career that's what Britney was in this special a so girl. She is still so fresh. She is, you know, she's still a huge star, but it's all still so new to her. And, you know, I think Brittany said the saying once, you know, you see everything through these little glasses and everything is so perfect. Um, that's what this was. That's what this was. Um, these little interviews, this whole time, it was Brittany thinking, I'm still a normal girl. I still can't be a normal girl. Um, you know, yeah. the honeymoon wasn't over yet. Let's put it that way, right? So. That is then followed up by one of my favorite deep cut tracks from Baby One More Time. I think one of the most underrated yep. Britney covers. The beat yep. goes on. Yeah. And I fucking love the wackiness and the weirdness and of this performance. And, and by the way, she gets to sing in her octave. Her little head wiggle. <laughs> oh god i thought i'd give you guys a little taste of Cher. Oh if that's all right god. as if anyone in the audience knew who the fuck Cher was like they're I all know. five years old <laughs> i know as She's a kid just... i had no idea that this song was a cover i thought this was britney's song oh neither did i for yeah, sure I, I was like when I was older and I remember always thinking, what is this share thing she's talking about? Like, I, like, <laughs> I only realized now, like, I obviously knew the song Believe, but I was so young that I didn't know it was sung by Cher. Like, I just, it was just the song Believe. Right. I, <laughs> I only realized when I was a little older, like maybe nine or 10 years old and not five or six, which is when this tape came out. I was like, oh, it's a cover. 
Yeah, Freddie. Did- and where are those silly dancers? Oh, and then we get a little, little so- British knee. British knee has been coming out since day one, you guys. That's why when everyone says she's acting so weird, shut the fuck up. She has always been this way and always done this. Watch this special. Thank you. British knee literally comes out here. I'm so happy you said that. Gosh. She's a fucking goofball and people just don't get it. And it's like so sad to have watched that get turned against her. Like just like her silliness. Um, But yeah, she's, and she, you can tell that she's having a fucking blast performing this song because it's in her octave and she can do all the things she can dance and move around and command the stage and run back and forth and still sing live because it's in her octave exactly because she's singing in her voice the way it's supposed to be and also like the outfit the heart on the ass coming back oh my god Oh my god, this outfit, Michael. I know. Like, oh my god. Even the silly hat. I'm like, this is so fucking fun. It's theatrical. Like, she's doing share. The beat goes on. So she's, like, performing. And, like, especially because, like, the last time she had done the beat goes on on a televised performance. Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) With her fucking party mania (laughs) wig. Our party city, whatever the hell it's called. And, oh my god! And she's like, like literally synthetic hair. Like <laughs> she doesn't move a single part of her body. The entire she's so stiff and uncomfortable. Yeah, and that was literally not even a year later. And then she gave us this masterpiece. So whenever anyone looks at the beat goes on, make sure it's live in Hawaii and not yes. the world musical. Or- yeah. this is the premiere performance of the beat goes on a song that gets no credit no love people love putting this on their worst britney song list and and i'm just like i I do not understand it i don't get it and you know what justice for the beat goes on because um i'm sure you guys may not know this but the britney spears live in las vegas special was supposed to have a scene where she performs the beat goes on with Cher and Cher was supposed to come on the special for HBO and last minute it all fell apart and it didn't happen. Cause that was a, so, like John Voight is on the fucking special. Like it was like, exactly. You know, that would have made complete sense. Oh, and that I was around the it. time of Cher when she was about to come out with her farewell tour. Remember the first of her 50 farewell tour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so HBO, she had like a whole deal with them. So she was going to be, um, <clears throat> you know, like a special guest with Britney and they were going to do the beat goes on. So I'm so mad about that because if you really think about it, this particular performance of the beat goes on from this special, it really is the last time she ever performed it. She's it never is. performed it live in any of her other shows since then. I don't even think she did it on the Oops tour. It makes me so sad. I would love, I've always said that if Britney did do another like live whatever, I would love for her to just do deep cuts from every oh, album please. that she just loves. Please. Random songs. I don't want, I don't want a single hit. Not one. Mm-hmm. Not no. one. I want just the deep cuts. That is enough. Mm. If I ever saw her do Cinderella live, which she's <laughs> never done, like you may as well just get out my fucking casket and get my fucking tombstone because I will die. Well, fuck. Is that the die. one? Is that the one? Like, if there was one Britney song that she's never done live that you would want to see? One hundred thousand percent. Not even a question in my mind. It would be Cinderella. 
because wow. next to Born to Make You Happy and probably Overprotected, Cinderella is my favorite, another one of my all time favorites. Cinderella's great. I, yeah, mine, I think mine would be That's Where You Take Me. Uh, oh, love. Honestly, it's really not fair to rank the Britney album. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not there. even go there. We're not even going to go there. <laughs> I can't even, can't even get started on that. But yeah, Justice for the Beat goes on. Such a, I love the song. So all I need you fucking haters listening to this, yeah. I don't care. The Beat goes on rocks, okay? <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, and then we get a cute little, a very quick little segment of Britney dance, or not dancing, swimming with the dolphins. Um, yeah. And um, it's so funny. Um, I'm sorry to get all Peace Corps on you guys, but would that really be acceptable today? Because now that we no. know so much of, yeah, right? Like of everything that goes on with SeaWorld and all that stuff, that wouldn't be acceptable today, right? Because I thought the about that a lot. Because the way that they're like going over the circle, um, I don't even, I'm so sorry. I don't know what it's called, but it's like where they breathe, right? Like it's um, um, blowhole. Or their blowhole. Oh God, my mind went so many places. I okay. know. <laughs> I'm like when their little glory hole. Oh God. <laughs> but like the way they're like covering it and playing with it, I, and like that's where they breathe. I'm like, oh my God. Obviously, Brittany doesn't know, but like that was standard practice back then. So I really yeah. thought about that because I'm like, because this was televised on television. What this this wouldn't have gone, been able to uh, be on TV mm-hmm. now, would it? No. No, I think even like. Even if they were allowed to film it, I think like the fear of people's outrage yeah, would be enough for them crazy. to be like, no way. Yeah, because like this is so, I thought about that a lot because like, wow, this is so early 2000s to like have no inkling that these animals are not happy. Yeah, zero inkling. Like, <laughs> I think that to be honest, it really is unfortunately a recent thing because I really think that only as of recent times is SeaWorld finally starting to get some type of like, um, reprimand for the way they treat their animals mm-hmm. um but you know this was a very popular thing and it was just a completely normal thing and it's so funny to see how 22 years later if this exact special was broadcast as a new artist they probably wouldn't have um been as um they would have found an issue with this i really do yeah. think that this scene would have found an issue with the whole dolphin thing i do i will tell you uh, listeners that Brittany wastes no time lowering the inhibitions of this dolphin. He very quickly <laughs> falls in love with Brittany. Um, oh. Before we know it, he's showing his belly. He's expecting tickles. Like he's really, really living cute. for her gig. <laughs> they they really bonded. It was super cute. It was really cute. And <laughs> I don't know if we, I, I'm going to look at it through the eyes of like, as a kid watching this and just being yeah. like, oh, he, the, the dolphin just loves Britney because who wouldn't love, <laughs> love Britney's touch? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then she goes to a, a school and, and this is another moment that I think all Britney fans have like fantasized about, like being like, oh my God, could you imagine Britney just walking into your classroom? Um, well, if it's so, actually, wait, um, I just wanted to point out um, right before this scene, I is when she actually goes to see Joe. <gasps> okay, 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 yes. tell me. Okay, yeah. just so you guys know, so there are two versions of this. There's the Fox version, yes. and then there's the VHS version. And I watched the VHS version, Michael watched the Fox version, and I had some things that were cut out. So I wanna hear this. Yeah, so there is a scene, and this is towards the end. So this is right before the uh, high school scene. And Britney's with her girls, you know, the little computer thing goes like, and then it goes back to Britney hanging out with her girls. 
and they're driving in the car Britney's driving and they're jamming to Joe's new album mm-hmm. and then they go to this like lounge outdoor concert thing and Joe is singing his hit song I want to know and for all of you guys who aren't um, R&B fans I want to know was a huge hit in the year 2000 just similar how to the special also included Destiny's Child performing Say My Name well they also had a scene with Joe because they were like okay who are like the hottest acts I think I want to know was like number two on Billboard at this time it was like a big hit and he's performing and Britney's there with her girls and then there's a scene where Joe comes into the audience and he performs to Britney and the lyrics are very lovely they're like uh, tell me what I gotta do to please you and like oh as God. he's singing that part he like touches Britney's hand and he's like singing to her and she like looks up and I'm just like oh wow so beautiful <laughs> yeah. and you know, really, um, I think that Joe was just on Jive Records. And so that's how they got him on the special. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> but I mean, like, I love Joe and I love this song. So it's just a fun moment and label mates having some fun. And um, and yeah, and she's there with her girls and they're having a good time at the concert. And um, and yeah, and then it cuts to this next amazing scene at the high school that Troy um, is going to tell us a little bit about, I think. <laughs> yes. So she's at this high school and she walks into the classroom and it's so funny because it's like obviously the kids were like prompted that Britney Spears was like maybe co- like because there's cameras in, the, in inside the classroom yeah. and they're all just like kids are so it's so funny to put like middle school age kids just like on camera because they're so uncomfortable and so yeah. awkward and they have no presence so they're all just like staring at her blankly and like being really weird and looking at each other um and then finally they're like prompted to ask some questions and of, of course they're like you know j14 questions like is it do you get stage fight on stage you know <laughs> you're a boyfriend <laughs> you have a boyfriend? And they're all like, ah! <laughs> they all think it's like the funniest thing ever. You're going to stay for lunch. <laughs> like, oh, that's the class clown. Clocked him. Um, and then Brittany's like, she, she gives her like, her dare speech at the end. She's like, will y'all stay in school? And I'm like, and I want y'all to get good grades and love y'all's parents, okay? Now y'all come give me a hug. <laughs> y'all give me a group hug. But first, let me give me a group hug. <laughs> and they are on her like fucking velcro it's like a, hey, there's, a, the- there's, listen there's one kid <laughs> there's one kid and i don't i can't explain her so you're just gonna have to watch it you guys but it was after the initial group hug and then they start to show individual people coming up for a hug and there's this oh, one girl and her face is just like that's right i'm hugging britney right and like, it, to walk away from that is just hilarious to watch it and you could just feel Britney's energy like what the fuck are all these fucking kids? I know she's like okay when's the last one is that the last one is this the last one like it's just so it was so awkward um it reminded me of uh when I was in when I was in early high school I don't know if this was a thing that they did at other people's high schools but they would have these like pre-recorded um like things for the like opening assembly the opening you know like when they t- what is that is what they, they talk on the microphone to the school do you know what I'm talking about of course it's announcements uh, yeah like in the Cinderella story remember the fucking girl in the Cinderella <laughs> story when she's like Austin Ames come <laughs> yeah. find your Cinderella like yeah yeah exactly yes and they had these pre-recorded ones that pop stars would record about like do not doing drugs and stuff and like ours were Mandy Moore and Britney and it was like very iconic (laughs) and i would get so wait 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 wait, wait. rewind i didn't have that 
I just had like a normal person talking into the into like the thing like the annoying girl in the morning. You had the voice of Mandy Moore and Britney Spears in your high school. Can we talk about that for a second? You didn't not like, every day. It was like a random occurrence where they'd be you'd be like, "Hi, I'm Mandy Moore," like, and it would be like a, an announcement about like not doing drugs and you know wearing seat belts and shit and whatever. They never got Christina to do that, did they? <laughs> No, you never heard it from Christina. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because now Christina, for work, she has a, she does the voice of Waze. Did you know that? Yes. <laughs> She's like, take a dirty left. Yeah, I mean, listen, Oreos, Waze, get your money any way you can, girl. Get your money any way you can. Going right at the next street is what this girl wants. <laughs> it's like, oh, really, God, it's, it's very bad. <laughs> I've heard it. Oh, still iconic though. I, I don't mean to shade. I don't even know how I got the shading Christina again. I love Christina Aguilera. It's just hilarious. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, so then at the end, yeah, we're so we're at the approaching the end now. Um, and this was around the time that Britney still pretty much always would like close the show with baby one more time, right? It was like guaranteed, right. like that was well, be open the and closed because she would have that intro <laughs> too, right? Oh, right, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, respectfully, yes, it was always, it, and it deserved it. Um, so she comes out in this extremely custom tube top that literally, she looks like one of the painted girls at the Playboy Mansion. It is a yes. part of her body. Um, it's, it's like, hot. it's so fucking, like, she looks so hot. It's tie-dye. It's hot, it's hot. It's hot in here. It's very hot. It's very hot. It's very hot. It's tie-dye, it's blue and pink. She's got matching pants. And I just want to point the fuck out that these pants have these cutouts on the hip bones. And I've never seen anything like it since then, ever. It's like, it looks like the pants could be ripped and turned into like shorts. And there's just like these cutouts on her thigh that are sewn into the pants. And it's just so cool. And granted, the fit of this outfit, like you said, is so fitted. So I feel like on a television screen, like in 2000, like you can't even notice that detail. Mm-hmm. But that's probably why we're only noticing it now. You know, the little intricateness of all these outfits is because we're, we're now finally starting to see it in more right. HD form, which we didn't get to see and appreciate. But I appreciate the attention to detail that I think, I don't know who was designing her clothes this time. I know she was working with the stylist Claudette around this time. Yeah. I don't know if she was doing it for the tour, but, you know, whoever was doing the outfits for the Oops era were like, they were taking risks. They were taking yeah. risks with everything. And she was looking fucking fantastic doing all of it. And I love to see it. And yeah. And, and even just like, you feel that, you know, moving on to fashion of today, and performers like I feel like this is a look that I could totally see like a wannabe like Tanasha you know what I mean like oh yeah totally <laughs> you know wearing you know because it's just so you know the iconic pop star outfit you know this this definitely lends to that image for sure yeah and she there's like um oh I also wanted to mention because I know that you'll get this and I'm so happy that it's you that I'm talking to this you'll get it <laughs> she's wearing fabric on her arm I know. Oh my god, okay. I love it. I okay. love it. 
this was around the time that Monica was doing that a lot too. If any of you guys remember the singer Monica, she was wearing armbands like it was going out of style. Like yes, little little fabrics, and it was just like an extra, an extra accessory. And like I said, how um, Britney was doing the glitter thing on her arm. Uh, she was doing this a lot and it was always like a part of the outfit. It's so Y2K and it's so fucking perfect <laughs> just to complete it's the outfit. So, I have a, a, a working theory <laughs> that Britney is a better dancer when she's got fabric hanging off of her fucking arm. I swear. All right. To all God. right. So let's send it over. We got to send uh, it to the house. I heard she's buying, I'm her, I heard she's buying Drake's old house. We'll find that address. Ship listen. over the fabric. She, like, I don't, there's a million, there are, I could truly think of a million times that Britney performs with fabric hanging off of her arm, but the one that I think of specifically, because she makes it a point to like, it's a point of whatever, is Slave at the Dream Within a Dream Tour, when she literally stops and points her fucking arm out, and a person comes up and attaches the fabric to her arm, because it's the missing piece that makes the slave dance. Like yes. people don't get it. The fabric is a big deal. <laughs> I'm having a literal, I'm having a literal orgasm hearing <laughs> you explain this process because yes, it is so intricately perfect with the <laughs> outfits, the way they're designed, the way they fit on the arm. Uh, you know what, Troy? I think out of all the theories that you've had tonight, this might be the one that I think is the most accurate. She is a better dancer with an armband. I, I'm telling I you. Right. I think you're right. I really think I'm you're right. I'm telling you. It's it's like I miss the era of her always having some sort of adornment on her arm. Like I, it's <laughs> it's coming back. She hasn't been able to have control of her outfits. Okay, we know that. Yeah. Like, like it's gonna come back when armband 2024. Yes, yes. We're I'm putting it out to the it. universe now. Putting it out there. <laughs> um, but this is, I, I think, one of the most famous Baby One More Time for performances for sure. This um, is where the meme comes from. This is where the famous looking back at the audience meme comes yeah. from. This is yes. uh, this yes. performance. Uh, just, just so legendary. I don't know. Just, just so like a superstar. And signifying the end of the baby one more time era and ushering in the oops era really yeah like She's just because the take because the, the concert itself was that but then they released it at the end of the oops era so then when you're watching it from the concert that we grew up watching it we're going through the eyes of you know the oops era has happened now but this was right, right. At the beginning of it i just i love how all that kind of plays in and she just continued through all that time her star not only started to shine brighter but it kind of just reached unimaginable heights yeah this is really like such an incredible i know that this isn't in general like a a, a special or a documentary that get t- gets talked about a lot but like we mentioned earlier for whatever reason they use clips from this a lot to define or to uh explain this sort of era of her career and there's a reason for that it's because they're they're so they're just so iconic and she's so magnetic and incredible in this in this special like it just signifies such a special time just so yeah. innocent you know yeah and and then we get the the final gusto of the hit me baby one more, one time. more time live vocal live vocal Bang. and 
she kind of gives us that like like remember when she posed in front of the Eiffel Tower with her arms out like that oh yes she gives us that pose (laughs) and then gets down below and it's kind of like it's kind of like seeing God go back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh Just my so, God. So perfect. So perfect. <laughs> and if you're smart enough to keep it rolling through the credits, you get a little two or three minutes of Britney walking off stage and being toweled and, you know, running to like wherever she's going next. And you can see Felicia and, you know, it's I like- I love those scenes. It's the best. Like those moments when she's getting off stage and like, you know that Felicia's got like a bathrobe waiting and, you know, her bath is probably drawn in the hotel and all that stuff. Like, oh, and, then, and, so... and Felicia's going to serve her that coffee that's made sweet because it's, ma- it's <laughs> you know, made with her finger. Fun fact about the Fox special. There's a little tidbit right before this performance when she's like, hey, you guys, after this performance, you can chat with me live at Fox.com slash Britney. And it's just like... <laughs> And it made me realize, I'm like, wow, we probably all thought that this was live when we were watching it. Oh, off. totally. <laughs> like, so funny. And then, you know, the whole, feeds into the whole chat room design of the uh, internet, of the whole design of this whole, of this whole special. But um, yeah, no, such a great Britney special. And probably, I think the first big one that we got mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and deserves more love. And I'm happy that we just spent two hours talking about it, to be honest. Me too. People need to be listening to this. People need to be watching this. You got caught yourself a Britney fan if you've never watched Britney Spears live in Hawaii for so many reasons, but you know, you just can't. Well, I'm insanely appreciative that you just did this with me. This was so fun. And yeah, I just feel really, I'm like, now I, I, I just, I feel like it's the year 2000 again. I'm in a good place. I'm smiling. I have middle school tomorrow, so I better go to bed soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 9.40 where we are. It's 9.40 where we are, listeners. So, you know, it's school night, you know. Exactly. Get our Britney notebooks ready to be bullied for having at school by the straight boys. Right. And... <laughs> <laughs> I better go tuck all my CDs deep, deep in my book bag so nobody sees what I brought to school. Um, we'll tell people again where they can find you and your podcast and everything. Yes. Yeah, so um, you guys can find me. Um, well, the podcast, you can find Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, everywhere, uh, Planet 2000s. And you can get me on Instagram at Planet 2000s or hell, if you liked me, you can follow my personal too. Why the hell not? <laughs> at Michael Kadash. And yeah, I mean, Troy is the bomb and I've had him on my pod and I'm going to be having him back soon for an American Life episode, but I haven't reached oh out yet. Oh my God. Oh it's going to happen. It's going to happen, you know, but um, yeah. So I just uh, thank you for having me. You're kind of an icon, Troy, just by the way, like... <laughs> I know that you gave me my props at the beginning of this, but like congrats to you because your podcast, this one and your other Beyond the Blinds, you guys have been doing so well. Live shows, like I'm so happy we're doing live shows now. Like COVID has allowed that. And, and you know, actually getting to interact with the people, the listeners and just getting recognition because you're so friggin' great and you're so personable and you're one of my favorite people actually to record with mm-hmm. just because I, a, we're just so similar, so it's just so easy. <laughs> right, totally. But it's just like, you know, I feel the appreciation. And I think that for those of us who love this type of stuff, 
uh, you're an amazing person to turn to for that. So thank you for having me. Oh my and God. Well, thank you I, for that. That's, I yeah. appreciate that so much. I can't wait for just for more, for more moments, for many more years to come. <laughs> well, you guys stay in school. I want you guys to stay in school. Oh I want you guys God. to not do drugs. I want y'all to be nice to your parents and be really sweet. Okay. And we will see you. We will see you here next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.